already, I'm feeling joyous. I know I'm going to have a very delicious dinner tonight and I barely put in any effort, just a little bit of planning. It didn't take long to plan at all. I believe the body is designed for health, not for disease. We all have an innate ability to heal. We just need to give our body what it needs to bring back balance to ourselves so we can feel like ourselves again, pain-free, full of energy and happiness. This podcast is a safe space for women like you and I with autoimmune diseases to support our natural healing process. Each week, I challenge you to think differently and give you different ideas on how to best support your mind, body, and soul so you can ignite your healing abilities. Hi, I'm your host, Thermina Zavala, a women's autoimmune coach. I am so passionate about working with women who have been struggling with autoimmune diseases and are ready to venture out and find ways to start healing. Because this is my story. I've been where you are. I'm here with you now, and I'll meet you where you're going. So come along with me on my healing journey so that you can find ideas to help navigate your healing journey. Don't give up on yourself. You don't have to suffer anymore and watch your life go by. Everyone deserves to live healthy, fulfilling lives. You are not excluded from this equation of life. Your answer is out there. Keep trying new things and look for inspiration in others who are doing it too. This healthy, happy life you desire is already here for you to take. You just have to know that you are a woman worth healing. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of A Woman Worth Healing, an autoimmune healing journey. I'm so excited that you have decided to come on this healing journey with me. Have you joined the free A Woman With Healing community Facebook group yet? If you would like to continue the conversation and find other women like you and I to support each other on our healing journey, come join this wonderful community by clicking on the link in the show notes or head on over to my Instagram page at thermanda.savala. The link is in my bio. I want to see you there, so come join me. Did you know that you can work with me for free? If you are someone that needs guidance and extra support to make positive lifestyle changes to promote your healing, I offer a free 30-minute health coaching session for us to decide if we're a good fit to continue to work with each other. The link will be in the show notes as well. Or while you're already over at my Instagram page, clicking on the link to my bio, you will see another button that says work with me for free. Click on that button and I'll see you soon. Hello, my healing community. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to warn you that you may become hungry while listening to this episode with our guest, Susie Miles. Since food is medicine, I asked Susie to come on the show to give us ideas and pointers for navigating the kitchen. Cooking isn't a passion that everyone has, and I know I certainly don't have that passion. But I do it anyways because I know what we put in is the results that we get out. Building my body with a healthy foundation is my top priority, and finding ways to make cooking easier and yummier is key to sticking to my priority. We have so much stress in our lives. Adding one more thing, like cooking, to our list can increase our stress levels. And this is the last thing that we need because stress is what helped us get sick in the first place. The intention of this episode is to give you ideas to make your experience in the kitchen less overwhelming and so delicious. Susie Miles lives in Northern Virginia, She's married, has two children. One is currently in college and the other just graduated from college. She also has a golden doodle named Henry. Susie has worked in television throughout her career, but recently decided to leave the industry to pursue a new career in podcasting. She's had a lifelong love of cooking and has recently launched her new podcast, Cooking in Convos. Through the podcast, she's hoping to inspire others to get in the kitchen to discover how they can easily prepare a good meal with simple ingredients that won't take a lot of time. 
She wants to show people they can love and appreciate the process of cooking without feeling burdened by it, and that they also can look forward to the gift of a good meal at the end of the day. Susie has also written a children's book published in 2021, My Friend, The Light, which has been in her heart for the past 20 years and is now available online at Amazon, Walmart, and Barnes & Noble. It's about a small boy and the love of his nightlight, which makes him feel safe, like a friend, throughout the night. She's in the process of writing her second book in the Friend series. Please welcome Susie to the show. Hi, Susie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. I know everyone listening to this podcast can really use some advice on how to make cooking more easy, especially when it comes to the healing journey. Food is medicine. Making it as easy as possible and joyful is going to make such a huge difference in our healing journey, especially with the way that we live today. Most people, it's like, go, go, go. And we don't prioritize eating whole food meals in our own house and cooking them. It's something that we need to come back to, especially when we want to start feeling better again. Susie, can you tell us a little bit about what brought you back into the kitchen? Sure, absolutely. And I wanted to say thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So I've had a long career in an industry. I decided at the end of last year, it was time for me to leave. I wanted to create more ease in my life altogether. I decided to take a podcasting course. The instructor guided all of us to choose a topic that comes very naturally to us, that comes easily. And for me, that was a no-brainer. It was cooking. I also love conversation. So I thought, why not create a podcast on cooking and convos? Because really, I, I love both of those things very, very much. They, they both light me up. The point of my podcast is to create more ease in the kitchen for everyone. Everyone loves good food. Everyone wants to eat healthy. So why not combine both and help people create more ease by showing them recipes that have five or less ingredients. Sometimes there's six, but that might be salt or pepper. And just show them that they can create good, delicious meals at the end of their day with a little bit of prepping, but a lot of interest in knowing what's going into their bodies. And so I'm hoping my podcast it's a month old right now, will help people realize that they can do this. You don't have to be a fancy cook. You don't have to know all of the ingredients out there. You just have to know what you like, and then you work around that. And I also want to provide tips to people to help prep them for their dinners. I prep every morning, and I tell you, it creates so much ease in my evening. I'm no longer, or I hope people no longer are, you know, going through their freezer, freaking out, what do I make? And then stuffing it in the microwave, half cooking it by the time they're thawing it out. There can be more ease, and that's my goal for this podcast. Prepping and preparing for your meals in advance will make it so much easier for you and it'll help you stay on track so that you don't get to the point where you said you're in your freezer, like, what, what am I going to make for dinner? And then you just give up because it's just too hard, too much, or the meat or food, whatever it is, isn't defrosted and, and ready for that. So you spoke about you do it in the morning. A lot of people can't do that. So you can do that on the weekends, take one of your days or maybe after work and prep for the week, or at least write out a menu of what you want to have for the week so that when it comes time for that day, you already know what you have in mind. So you know, when you go grocery shopping, what ingredients you need, you have a plan and then you know how to execute it a lot easier that way. 
Absolutely. And for me personally, I tend to do a lot of my mental prepping on Sunday afternoon. It really only takes about a half hour. I look at my week. I try to figure out what am I doing each night? Am I having anyone over? Are the kids going to be home? Basically uh, plan my meals around that. It's really quite easy. And I know you had mentioned most people can't prep in the morning, or maybe some people can't, but sometimes it only takes 10 minutes to prep. Sometimes if you're, if you know you're going to have a vegetable, which hopefully most people do for their dinner, have one or two vegetables, you can prep that quite easily. If you want to have a salad for dinner, prep the salad in the morning and just put it in a sealed Tupperware. And there you go. You automatically already know you're going to have your salad for dinner. So that's one item off your table. Already there's ease because then you only have to focus on two of the items or maybe three, but I tend to make it simple, a vegetable, a starch and my protein. To be honest, a lot of people spend time scrolling through their phone in the morning, looking at email. They really don't even need to answer. If they took some of that time and put it toward their meal prep, I think they'd be a lot happier, to be honest. Yeah, I think so too, because they have a goal. Like first thing in the morning, you have a goal, like a real tangible goal that is actually beneficial for yourself. Absolutely. I know I feel so much happier in my mornings and in, you know, throughout my day, knowing that I'm going to have a good meal, that it's not going to take a lot of time. And typically it doesn't take me more than 20 minutes in the evening to make my meal. It really doesn't. And I always have something very good. Again, it's not super elaborate, super, super fancy. Sometimes it can be just sweet potatoes and burgers. Of course, I'll go with a grass-fed, very low-fat burger. You don't have to have elaborate meals to have something good and tasty and hopefully something healthy as well. I'm coming to that realization as well, because I do, I like to have substance and hearty meals and like a lot of flavor. There are meals that I will cook takes longer, but lately it's like, okay, Come on, Fernando, how can you make it a lot easier on yourself and still enjoy it? Especially because my daughters are still young. They're 11 and 7. And children, they like simple yes. more than the elaborate meals. They'll eat it better. So, for instance, when I have a burger, I have celiac, so I cannot have the bun. And that's okay. I'm used to that now. It might be hard at first to get rid mm -hmm. of that bread. You get used to it after a while and you'll find alternatives as well to Absolutely. replace some of that. You can create, for example, I'll take potatoes and onions, a meal or a side dish that I make often. If you can make that once on a Sunday when you might have a little bit more time, have part of that for Sunday night and then have the next part for Monday night. So you have one side as two separate sides already done. And so that's something to consider as well is you can cook for two days if you mm -hmm. cook your portions large enough. And yes. it's so nice to know you have a good leftover. In the past, a long time ago, I would never eat leftovers. I, I just didn't like them, but mm. now I love them. You know why? Stress-free. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. You can get a lot done after you get off work and you won't even have to worry about taking a lot of time to prep your meal. Yeah, absolutely. I always liked leftovers. So that was never an issue for me. But <laughs> especially now that the way that I cook, I don't eat any processed foods. So you have to cook from scratch, basically. <laughs> leftovers is a thing in my house. It just is. Some people could batch cook. So they'll take a, a day like on the weekend, maybe, and they'll cook all their meals for the week on that day. Mm -hmm. But I like more of a variety. And it's very important to get a variety of food because each food item has its own nutrition and you want to have as much as you can. The way I cook, 
I call it the lazy man batch cooking because I don't want to spend the whole day in the kitchen cooking. I just don't. That's just not for me. If it's for you, then perfect. Do that. Do what's best for you. Like Susie said, I like to cook extra. Basically, I only cook one meal a day and that's dinner. I cook mm-hmm. more. Like I'll like double or maybe triple the meal so that I could have leftovers. What I eat for dinner is what I eat for breakfast. I don't oh, nice. have cereal or oatmeal or any of that because I have food allergies and plus some of that stuff can cause inflammation in the body. So it's very important for people with autoimmune diseases to be aware of what food causes a reaction in the body and what doesn't. And if it does cause a negative reaction, you want to eliminate that food item because mm-hmm. you want to calm your body down so that it doesn't have to use so much energy in fighting off this food that it sees as foreign or an invader. And it could calm down and use energy for other things that needs to be actually cleaned up in the body and excreted from the body. The way that I cook with the lazy man batch cooking is, so I'll cook a whole bunch for dinner. And then in the morning, I'll have what I ate for dinner two nights before. Mm -hmm. And then for lunch, I'll have what I had the night before, vice versa. However, I feel like whatever (laughs) I want to eat for that meal. So throughout the week, my food starts to like accumulate in my fridge. And then sometimes if I'll make enough, there's one night that I don't have to cook at all. Well, it's more nourishing, I find, to cook your own food, to smell the smells while you're cooking. They permeate the house. It makes you want to be there and really not anywhere else. And that's the satisfaction, I think, of cooking at home. There are many reasons, knowing where your food is coming from, knowing that for me, most of my food is coming from a whole source. We don't eat a lot of processed food. I don't find that satisfying at all. I don't find pulling out a fully prepared meal out of the freezer, putting it in the microwave. I know Mm. a lot of people have to eat that way based on time, if they work night shift or based on their lifestyle. For me, it doesn't nourish me. So I try to create my recipes and also follow recipes that are stemming from whole foods. For example, it was Sunday yesterday and I knew I had an hour. I love this beet sauce that I make. It only has a few ingredients. I just slice the beets up. I roast them with a little bit of thyme and onion and garlic. That's it. I put it in the oven for 25 for about 50 minutes. Oh, the smells in the house, you would die. It's just so great. And then you put them in a food processor. And then when it comes time to have the beet sauce over pasta, you just heat it up with a little bit of cream, organic, and then a little bit of parm cheese. And it really just makes the pasta sing. You could use it as a sauce over fish. You could really do a lot with it. And then I have already leftovers for tonight or the next night if I want to skip tonight. If I don't want to have that sauce again, but have that tomorrow night, it can easily sit in the fridge for days. I think there are so many good foods out there that can be so healthy for you and are very basic from just a few items in your fridge. I made a similar sauce. It's called no tomato sauce. Because there's no tomatoes in it because tomatoes can cause inflammation. And plus, I do have food allergy to tomatoes, so I don't have tomatoes. I make extra and I'll put it in an empty jar that I have. I'll let it cool completely. Mm -hmm. And then I'll put it in the freezer so I can have it for later. So you could also freeze, like if you could make extra and freeze it for later. So the days that maybe you don't have enough leftovers in your fridge and you really don't have time to cook or you don't feel like cooking, Mm -hmm. you take it out of the freezer. So there's those options as well. I would like to go back a little bit. You and I prioritize our meals. We prioritize our home cooked meals because we know it makes us feel better. And most people know that too. 
but they feel like, I just don't have time. I just don't have time to do that. That comes to what are your priorities? What are you choosing that is most important to you? Exactly, exactly. Is scrolling on social media more of a priority to think about it? What is going to make you feel good? What is going to make you who you want to be? And making choices that way. Is scrolling on social media going to make you a better person? Is it going to make you feel good in the long run? Maybe in that moment, that mindless scrolling is distracting you from truly what you need to do, but it's only very temporary. Or is having to, if you're a mom with children and they're in so many activities, is that a priority that they have to be in so many activities? Can you let go of something? Can you let go of something in your life? I mean, it doesn't have to be what I just examples. It could be whatever. Think about your life. What can you give up to switch your priorities around so that you do choose things that are actually going to make you feel better in the long run and in the moment? When you do things that actually benefit you in a positive way, you start to show up more your best self and everybody around you gets to benefit from that as well. Absolutely. That is very observational. I mean, it's, it's incredible that you even, you've made that comment. I think a lot of people are so used to feeling frenetic, mm-hmm. so used to feeling pulled in so many different directions, also so used to being so concerned about what other people think. There are a lot of parents out there who have their kids in tons of activities I remember when my kids were young, my son was in baseball and baseball alone, every night practice would be at the dinner hour. I'm like, who are these people creating practices at dinner hour? Don't they know (laughs) we need to eat dinner, but I'm not doing the McDonald's thing. I'm not doing it. And so I would just create good meals right before I was not going to have a really good meal at nine o'clock at night Mm -hmm. or eight o'clock at night. But I think people are so concerned about getting their kids into the right schools. They've got to be in all these activities so they can look attractive to the colleges. I mean, they're worrying about this at eight years old. We all just need to slow down a little bit. And I think if people did take that little 10 minutes, maybe in the morning to prep a little bit of something for their evening, they would be a bit calmer. They would be able to listen to the people around them, maybe listen to themselves a little bit stop all of the activities your kids are in. I mean, yes, I get it. You want them to be busy and active, but I don't think they have to be active like that every single night of the week. They're Mm -hmm. active in school. They hopefully will play with some friends after school. I just think all of that running around then teaches them, okay, I've got to be running around when I become an adult. Mm -hmm. Okay, then I have to order takeout or get something delivered. I tell you, delivered food is the most unsatisfying food I've ever had. I don't care where Uh, you you order it from, but I think it's hard for people to get centered. I think it's hard for people to listen to themselves because maybe they're afraid of what they might hear, Mm -hmm. or they'll see that what they've created is, is kind of chaotic and it's too difficult to pull themselves out of it, but it's never too late or too difficult to pull yourself out of it. Who is the woman? I don't know if it's Maria Forleo, but everything is figure outable. It's so true. Just think about how you want to end your day. And it shouldn't be racing around every single day of the week. Now, of course, a couple of nights, it's going to happen. I mean, there are some nights I don't want to cook and I make that a clean out the fridge night. And so some night, you know, one night I'll have omelets, I'll make peas and a salad and maybe have a piece of cheese or something just to make it well-rounded, at least for me. I know some folks can't have cheese. There are some nights I'm exhausted too. Who's kidding who? Life is busy and life can be hard and challenging. If some folks would just take a little bit more time to really think about how they want to end their day, 
they'll maybe sleep a little bit better. They won't feel so crazed inside and maybe have a little bit more anxiety than they should. I think it just takes a little bit of thought. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's so true. If you actually asked your children, I'm going back to having your kids in so many activities. If you truly asked your children, hey, are you happy? Are you happy doing this? Do you want to do this? You might find they're not happy or they don't want to do it. Or maybe there's certain activities that they do enjoy and they want to keep. Mm -hmm. But there's some activities they're like, yeah, I really don't like this. Or maybe they don't know the difference. Right. If you right. say, okay, what, what activity do you like the most? All right, let's keep this activity. We're going to just take a break from this for a little bit. If you want to go back to it, we can, but let's just take a break and see how you feel because we don't know how we feel. We don't, like yes. you said, we're used to all this high paced stuff. We don't know the difference. So if you just take baby steps and take just one thing away and just see how you feel, just see, see the exactly. difference and really pay attention to your body, how your body feels, how it reacts your mind and do that with your children and then check in with them after you've removed an activity. How do you feel? They might feel like, wow, I do feel less stressed. I feel more happy or I feel like I could breathe. Like they might not be able to articulate that to you, right? Right. but you could observe the difference in them as well. Absolutely. I mean, they're human beings. We all have only so many hours in a day and our body starts to tell us it's time to go to sleep or time to start winding down. And if they're, you know, acting a little bit erratic or they're acting a little bit tired, I mean, that's an indication too, that maybe they're either overloaded or mm -hmm. they need to slow down. I know when my kids were little, I always would have dumb days for them. They could stay out of school once during the school year and just do dumb stuff. Dumb mm -hmm. stuff could be, let's just go down the street to go see this movie. Let's just walk around in the woods or let's just play a game. Just dumb, dumb stuff. But you know what? That stuff wasn't dumb. It wasn't. It was so needed for them to sort of to stop everything they were doing. I like that. That's so nice. Even adults need that. We yes. need a dumb day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. For me, I'd like to get a petty, manny. <laughs> yeah. And just yeah. not do anything. You'll be so much more productive when you do that because your brain and body is able to relax and rejuvenate. So it's ready to go. Exactly. We're going to go back to that clean out the fridge day and the morning prep. So let's go to the morning prep. And can you walk us through, give us some ideas of some people might not know what prepping is. Sure. Well, I'll give this morning as an example for what I did to prep for the evening. I know I wanted some fish. My body is craving fish. So I went really early, picked up some salmon at the store. I am now marinating it for dinner tonight. We will probably grill it or I could bake it in my, in my oven. I put a little bit of lime juice, a little bit of salt and pepper, and a little bit of cilantro. And then I tenderized the fish, just poked holes in it with my fork. Okay. And then I put a little bit of olive oil over it. Not extra virgin, but olive oil, because extra virgin at high heat is not healthy. So Thank just, you for that. Yes. Yeah. The extra virgin oil is basically for like, for like whole salad foods, for like yes. salads. Yes. Because it will get rancid if at high heat. And then it just creates free radical damage in the body. You have to be particular with the type of oils that you use and how you are going to use it for. Absolutely. So I know my fish is already done. I know my salad is already done. Bam, two things out of the way. I just need to worry about one thing. And so I'm thinking and feeling a little bit of saffron rice with the fish because saffron rice goes really well with fish. And that is so easy. I put a cup of rice in a glass covered dish. 
I put a cup of uh, chicken stock, a cup of water, a little bit of salt, teeny bit of butter. And I, I bake my rice in the oven. So it's not on my stovetop, just cluttering up things and steaming water everywhere. I just like to get it out of the way. It creates more ease for me personally. I put it in the oven. I do nothing to it. I don't even stir it. And it sits in the oven for 30 minutes and it's done. So I have my salad, my rice is in the oven out of my way. It's non-active cooking time. It literally took me five minutes at the most to prep the rice five minutes active time cooking, and then salmon, I'll have my husband grill the salmon. That is just so, so easy. Now, if you don't have a grill, a lot of people maybe don't want to cook on the grill. That takes a little bit of time. It doesn't take my time, but it takes my <laughs> husband's time. But if folks don't have that, then you can buy a grill pan that sort of mimics a grill and it creates little char marks on it. And you can cook that right on your stovetop. Since you have nothing else in your stovetop, since my rice is in the oven, that's all you have to worry about. To me, like already, I'm feeling joyous. I know I'm going to have a very delicious dinner tonight, and I barely put in any effort, just a little bit of planning. It didn't take long to plan at all. And I had to go to the grocery store anyway this morning. Oh, I forgot little saffron threads. I did forget that. But you can get that at Trader Joe's for like six bucks, a little beautiful little jar they sell. To the rice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It sounds so delicious and nourishing. Yes. And satisfying. It's very satisfying. And I feel good. Something about salmon with salad is just very nourishing. I feel super, super healthy afterwards. I feel good. I have good energy afterward and don't feel blah if I made a meal that was a bit heavier. Yeah. Or digestive issues. Exactly. People experience and you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to feel bloated after you eat or have any digestive issues. Right. I wanted to touch a little bit on the microwave for people that may not know or are on the fence of, should I use my microwave or not? I stopped using a microwave about a year or two ago. I use a toaster oven instead to warm up my leftovers and even cook some meals as well if it could fit my toaster oven. I have glass containers to store my food anyways. I try Mm -hmm. to not use plastic as much as I can. I can't completely avoid it, but when I can, I do. I have my glass jars and and bowls that can go into the oven that can be heated. I'll put that in my toaster oven instead. And the reason why I do that instead of a microwave, for one, you can tell the difference Mm -hmm. in how the food tastes. And for two, the microwaves can damage the food and change it. Your body won't recognize it as much. It's not healthy. There's a study that they took water and they heated water in a microwave. Then they let it cool. So they had two plants. One plant was fed just normal water Mm -hmm. and the other plant was fed water that had been microwaved first, but obviously cooled. And the plant that got microwave water died. No. Yeah. Really? It died. That's fascinating. So then I'm like, okay, it's time for me to make (laughs) this change. And knowing that information, like if that's going to kill the plant, what is it doing to my body? Well, it sounds like you're very organized with your meals and you really think ahead as well. Oh yeah, you have to. I had to. This month marks the five-year anniversary when I started changing my diet, the way that I ate. When I started making lifestyle changes so that I could start healing, it is overwhelming, especially because you're learning new things and you're doing things differently. Sure. You have to be organized. Prepping and preparing is key to be successful. 
we come from like that sad diet where you could just buy a box of food and then there you go. Mm-hmm. It's already put together for you. You just have to cook it or preheat it, or you just go out to eat and it's already right. done for you. It takes some thought when it comes to cooking. Just that alone seems daunting. Wait, wait, I had to think about something else now. Like I, I have so much to think about. I have so much on my plate. I don't have any room for extra. That's when prioritizing comes in. Like, okay, what's more important? My health Mm -hmm. so that I could show up fully and energize and be more productive? Mm -hmm. Or is it these little things I feel like I have to do to keep myself busy? Because we do praise busyness as being successful. And it's not true at all. No. And those people that are, I mean, look, we're all busy, but those people who are wearing their busyness as a badge, Mm. I think they're stressed out, especially when they wear it like a badge. Like, okay, you're busy. Great. You're great. You're perfect. (laughs) Okay. Is that what else? I mean, how are you feeling when your head hits the pillow every night? How are you feeling throughout your day? Are you feeling frenetic and filled with anxiety? That's really not a good way to live. No, that's not how you're supposed to live. That is why we're so sick in this world. Because like you said, we wear it as a badge. We take pride in that badge. But then if you don't have that badge, you're like, well, then who am I? Right. You're putting so much stock in that badge of, yes, I'm a busy person. So I'm successful. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But you're not. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to feel healthy, vibrant, and happy. And rested. A rested person is a happy person. So how many of us can raise our hand and say we feel that way? I don't think many. I think it goes back to what I mentioned earlier and what you're saying now. People do care about what people think of them. But at the end of the day, at the end of your life, those people, they won't even be in your life. They're not going to be around you. They will have moved or died or, you know, whatever happens Mm -hmm. to those people you're so concerned about. I don't know. It's a toxic cycle if you're not careful. People who are on their deathbed, some of them are interviewed. The thing that they say is, I wish I lived my life the way that I truly wanted to live it and not worry about what other people thought. Right. Just think of what, at the end of your life, what would you like to say about yourself? I know. I wish you would have had more time. Wish I I would have more to do more joyful things. Exactly. Actually being present with, if you have children or family or a loved one, whatever it it Mm -hmm. is for you. A tip that I do for myself to help keep myself in alignment with who I am and who I want to be and to stop giving my power away to other people who really don't matter Mm -hmm. to where it's like, oh, I can't do this because how are people going to think of me? I tell myself, and it's not my quote, and I've said it in previous episodes, but I'm going to say it again. (laughs) And it is, it's none of my business what other people think of me. Because at the end of the day, they're not coming home with me. They're not living my life. They're not living in my body. Absolutely. It's about knowing that we only have one body Mm -hmm. and we have to live in it for the rest of our lives. So how do you want to live in your body? Do you want to be in pain? Do you want to be sick? Do you want to just watch your life go by or do you want to live it? I agree. And I think by living in sort of a chaotic way, that also must impact your immune system. Not you personally, but people's oh, yeah. immune yeah, system. Yeah, me personally. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that all of it has a lot to do with all of it, if that makes sense. 
your body can't calm down. Okay, so let, let me break this down a little bit. If we're living in this rat race, this chaotic go, 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 we are living in the fight or flight mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. We're not living in that rest and digest mode. The rest and digest, that is where we're able to heal. So if we're constantly in the fight or flight, that go, 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 we're raising our cortisol and increasing our stress. And that's triggering that part of our autonomic nervous system to be in that fight or flight or freeze. All of our energy is going into that. We need to survive all this crazy stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's no energy left for the healing process. If we're always on alert, always trying to plan the next thing, the next five minutes, the next hour, if we're in a job that does not bring us happiness, I think that was my situation for the past few years. I was in a job that I just was not happy in. I was making really good money. It sounded really good when I told people what I did, but at the end of the day, it just didn't matter. It, none of that matters if you're spending your years unhappy, pretending that you're not. Mm. It doesn't make any sense at all. No, not at all. You're pretending. You're pretending to be someone that you're not. So that takes you out in alignment with yourself. Exactly. You are pushing away parts of yourself. You're breaking pieces off of yourself. And then your body doesn't recognize yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. And it becomes confused. We don't like this part of ourselves, so let's attack it. And I'm talking with autoimmune related here. Right, right. And it could be with anything, really. With Mm -hmm. any lifestyle diseases, because autoimmune is part of a lifestyle disease, so is high blood pressure, so is diabetes. There's there's a whole slew of diseases that is lifestyle related. If you listen, lifestyle. Exactly. So why don't we change our lifestyle so we don't have these diseases? When we are going back to not being who we are, our body doesn't, and our mind is confused. Like, okay, I thought we were this, but now you're telling us we're this. Okay, so let's get rid of this part because it's not needed. That's not who we are, but that's truly who we are at the core and we're slowly dying. I agree. In this life, you go through a lot of changes. Maybe you liked what you did for 10 years and now you don't. Hopefully we are all changing. We don't want to stay stuck in the same person we were when we were 18. If you've been doing a certain thing for a few years and all of a sudden it's not feeling good, recognize that. Don't keep pushing through. But I did this for so long. Why am I not happy? Well, you're changing. Pay attention. Oh, that's so perfect, Susie. Thank you so much for that. It's given ourselves permission to be okay with, okay, let's do something else then. Right. We don't give ourselves that permission. We think we have to keep doing what we've always done. Absolutely. You're right. Very, very right. Give yourself permission to find new parts of yourself. Maybe you've been stuck in a certain way because it was expected of you. Well, as you get older, I think you do grow. And I think it's important not to shut that down or shut it out. Mm. Just do a little bit of self-excavation. It's finding joy, finding things that make you joyful. And that will expedite your healing so much. It'll expedite how you feel. It's just so much medicine in that alone. A lot of people feel like, oh, I have to sacrifice myself because that's honorable. But what's also honorable is giving yourself what you need so that Mm -hmm. you could show up in this world as your best self. And when you're at your best self, people are going to love being around you. And that's when you're going to create so much beauty and you're going to be so creative in finding ways to solve problems and Mm -hmm. give back to the world. 
I agree. So, so true. And I think to figure out what you want, you just have to get quiet. You're going to need that quiet time. And maybe that's why meditation is so big right now. And people are learning how to do it. Getting quiet is so important. Again, if you took the time scrolling, watching, binging on Netflix, they say, and this happens for me, watching more than one hour of TV starts to have negative impact, but watching up to an hour can be okay because you're sort of escaping and everyone needs an escape. But once you go beyond that, it gets kind of toxic. Pay attention how you spend some of your days. And if you're sort of in a place where you're not quite sure of your next step in life, maybe just dial down some of those needless activities. Give some room for thinking and breathing. No wonder we don't know what we want because we don't have time to figure out who we are or what we want. I agree. You spoke about cleaning out the fridge night. Yes. Can you give us a little information on that? Sure. Well, the nights that, you know, whether we're doing something that brings us home a little bit later in the evening where we just, I don't either have the energy or I didn't prep that morning because I was out that morning. I like to clean out the fridge. I like to clean out the fridge because eat the food that I spent money on, but also it's easy. Maybe some nights we'll make omelet or some nights I'll make a big salad. If there's any turkey in the refrigerator, I'll chop that up and put it on top of the salad. I like to do that because again, it cleans out the fridge. It makes it easy in the kitchen. I mean, omelets, they take maybe seven minutes tops. Uh, I can steam some broccoli. I'm always adding in vegetables no matter what. And that's my cleaning out the fridge. All right, everyone. I hope you're enjoying what you're listening to and receiving valuable information. But I have to take a break, like always, to give you my quick disclaimer. As a health coach, I do not diagnose, treat, prevent, cure, or heal any medical or psychiatric conditions, disease, or illness, or offer medical or dietary advice. The information my guests and I share with you is our opinion and our personal experiences. Any information received by you in this podcast is to give you ideas and talking points for you to have a conversation with your healthcare team so you and your doctor can decide what's best for you. Okay, now let's dive back in. There's a lot you can do with what you have. Sometimes you just got to do that because otherwise you can waste a lot of money on food you just don't eat. Or you can make smoothies for dinner. I make smoothies often. They're very fulfilling. I mean, I have a little bit of other food with it, but it's helpful to look in your fridge and sort of see food differently and sort of envision a meal out of certain ingredients. When it comes to like smoothies or soups don't have any chunks in it, I would like to offer that when you have food like that, where you don't have to chew. Mm -hmm. Either put something in there that makes you chew it or just pretend you're chewing because that chewing Mm -hmm. alone sends signal to your digestive system. Hey, we need to start kicking on and working because food is coming in. Mm. When you eat food that you don't chew, your digestive system isn't kicked on and ready for that food. That's a great tip. Have something that you have to chew or just pretend you're chewing something (laughs) so that it signals that to your digestive system. When I started cooking, it felt daunting The way that I had to cook from scratch because I can't have processed foods, it could get overwhelming or feel like a chore. Do you have any tips or tricks that can make it fun again? The first thing is to really write down the food you love and the food that you can eat and the food that is nourishing to you. Figure that out first, and then you can base certain recipes around that. Now, there are lots of things that might not sound good. Just try them. I've never liked beets ever. And now I adore them from just this recipe. All I really needed to do was just add garlic to the sauce and that made it come alive. So you have to figure out the flavors you like, the types of food you like. 
you can Google easy recipes. Even if you put easy recipes with carrots, easy recipes with chicken, you know, whatever your diet is, Googling is your friend. It really is super easy and should not be daunting. Or you can Google recipes with less than five ingredients. For me, anytime there's more than five ingredients, I'm like, I'm done. I can't (laughs) because it is kind of overwhelming. But if I see salt and pepper in there and maybe water, I'm like, okay, I can do something that's seven ingredients if water and salt and pepper are part of that list. When you go to the grocery store, be intentional, write down the recipes you're going to be cooking and then tailor your grocery shopping around that. There's some things that tend to die early, like cilantro. I wrap it in a mesh bag and put it in my refrigerator. And it really lasts for me at least like six or seven days. Wow. Before I would put it in the plastic and then it would just start to wilt and get brown after three or four days. There are little tips like that, that you can learn how to extend vegetables, but most vegetables will last a week. Start to plan your meals out intentionally. You'll find that it's rather easy if you plan and then... If you are able to prep a little bit, even if it's five or 10 minutes, even if it's taking out the spices in the morning that you're going to use that night, if you have some of that prepped, there you go. You have a little bit more ease. If you're going through a laundry list, figure out what you like, figure out the flavors and the types of food, go to the grocery store and be intentional. And if you can try just to prep a little bit in the mornings and you'll see, it really will make a difference. It sounds so like, oh yeah, right. Prepping is really going to make a difference, but it does. It really, really does. And just know what you're going to have each night or for the week. And you won't have to like, oh no, again, taking out whatever you're taking out in the freezer, just hoping it'll thaw out in time or thaw evenly. There's a lot of little things you can do to make it easier on yourself and it'll be worth it. Yes. Like my taco seasoning, I make it from scratch because gluten is hidden in a lot of things. So we have to be very mindful. I mean, it's even in salad dressing. So I make my own salad dressing. A lot of times I have my 11 year old, Hey, I need you to put the seasoning together. So my seasoning, I'll buy organic seasoning. So it comes in a glass jar. I -hmm. save them. I save all my jars because I'll (laughs) use it for freezing or storing. And including my seasoning jar. So I'll use that and like, say if it's the taco seasoning, I'll have her put it together and we'll put it in the glass jar. And then now when it's time for taco night, I'll pull it out and just sprinkle it on there. I don't have to put all the seasonings together or it's also useful when I travel. Some people don't even cook at all in the kitchen. They were never taught and it intimidates them and they don't even know what kind of utensils or Mm -hmm. cooking gadgets to use. Do you have any recommendations of just the simple stuff, just to get someone started? Sure. Well, I hate to self-plug and I normally don't. I have an episode of my podcast and in the show notes, there are links to a list for cooking utensils, at least the basic utensils you should have. And then there's another link for the various dishes. You should have the pans, the glass dishes. If you go to Cooking and Convo's podcast, you can take a listen to episode one. There you will find the list of ingredients. And I actually go over that list in the podcast as well. Go over to Susie's podcast and listen and get some ideas to help you navigate in the kitchen. She's also going to give us the link so that you can go to the show notes and be able to go to Susie's podcast as well so that you can easily get there. You don't have to search her up or anything like that. So it'll all be in the show notes for you. Thank you very much. It is a very, very basic list. And I think it's a good start. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You don't have to go to fancy kitchen stores, Williams and Sonoma, or you can go to Target, Walmart and get these items. 
that would be so helpful for the listeners to have. I'm so glad that you thought in advance for that list. Yes. And put yes. it together and just make it simple for people. Yes. I know it's daunting. I mean, I, I wouldn't want the listeners to have to write down everything. Because a lot of times people listen to podcasts when they're walking, they're in the car. Mm-hmm. And so I knew it would be impossible for them to write it all down. I also have a quick recipe for red pepper turkey sausage with onions. If people are interested in that, that's also in the show notes as well. Thank you, Susie, for coming on and sharing your knowledge with everyone and your passion for cooking. I can imagine people out there who think, oh man, I don't want to do this, but never have tried it because in their head, they've already decided, yeah, this is not for me or this is not what I like. And then hearing your message and like, okay, well, I think I could try this. And then they do it and then they realize, oh, this is actually really is rewarding. I mean, because look at, I'm providing food for myself. How empowering is that? That I can make this for myself. I don't have to rely on anybody else. No, right. I'm able to do it for myself. And if you have a family, I'm able to do it for my family. Exactly. And you save so much money as well. Oh, yeah. If you can make a little side delicious dish like the spinach I mentioned, that's so easy. It literally takes about maybe six minutes on the stove to make that. If you can create something yummy from not a lot of ingredients, but it's healthy, what could be more satisfying than that? Yes. It's starting to get warm here. Spring is coming, especially like in the summertime. I feel like I don't want as heavy meals as I do in the wintertime. That's so perfect for us in the changing seasons right now because our body is changing and our body craves different kinds of food for different seasons. Another tip is cook food and vegetables and produce basically that are in season because our body is made for that Right, and it's cheaper. (laughs) It's so true. Thank you so much. It turned into such a beautiful conversation. I know that people will be able to use what we've shared today and be able to use it in their kitchen. Go listen to Susie's podcast and learn some more if you feel like you need a little extra help in the kitchen. Susie's the person for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Susie is such a sweetheart. I had a wonderful time talking with her. I hope we have inspired you to cook nourishing meals to support your body in the healing process and have made cooking less daunting or intimidating for you. If you are new at cooking, we highly recommend starting with simple meals until you get the hang of it. If you feel resistance to cooking, Susie suggests taking a step back, reassessing what you are doing, aim for simpler meals, and utilize your spices to make your meals more appealing. Susie has been so gracious to offer her kitchen tool list and her recipe for turkey sausage pasta with peppers and onions to us. If you are on an anti-inflammatory diet or meatless diet, you will need to find alternatives for certain ingredients in Susie's recipe. Take for example... Using gluten-free pasta or spaghetti squash as an alternative to regular pasta is an option. When it comes to eating for enjoyment and to nourish the body, it is all about getting creative and finding alternative ingredients that support your mind, body, and soul. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this show. I know you're super busy, so it means the world to me that you are here. If you know someone who could benefit from this show, please share it with them. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, and Google Play or any other platform that you listen to this podcast on, so you never miss an episode. Hey, and don't forget to leave a rating for the show. It really helps the show to stay alive so that I can keep bringing you different ideas to support your healing journey. I greatly appreciate it. Follow me on Instagram at thermanda.savala to connect. I'd love to hear from you. Join the A Woman With Healing Community Facebook group to continue the conversation and find other women like you and I to support each other on our healing journey. Before you leave, 
I want to remind you to not give up on yourself. Your answer to your healing is out there. Keep trying new things and look for inspiration in others who are doing it too. I have faith that if you keep making positive changes in your life, you will make great shifts in your health. Invest in yourself and know you are a woman worth healing. I appreciate each and every one of you. Talk to you Tuesday.